This is Still Rowing, a podcast where members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints share their authentic stories of struggle and triumph on their journey of discipleship, and just why they are choosing faith in the restored Church of Jesus Christ. Hey there, Tara McCausland here. I want to lead out by thanking you for being with me today. If you've listened to my intro episode, you know I'm just a regular gal with a testimony, and I started this podcast with the intent to answer the call of our prophet to help gather and strengthen Israel. I didn't know at the time how Still Rowing would be received, if anyone would even listen, or how long I would continue to do this podcast. And I battled, and still do at times, feelings of inadequacy and insecurity, you know, staving off that voice that says, who are you to start a podcast? Or why spend so much time on this? There are so many other things you could be doing. And you're really not making that much of a difference. Anyway, there was a steep learning curve as well in the initial months with this podcast, learning how to find guests and record and edit post episodes. But now I have posted over 40 episodes and we are nearing 25,000 plays. And this podcast has been heard across the United States and in countries around the world, which is humbling and another testament to me that if we ask the Lord what we can do to build his kingdom, he will provide a way and he will give us the means and the capability to do his work with our unique talents. I've often felt led to those whose stories need to be told on this podcast, and my mind has been enlightened as to what questions need to be asked and what points to draw out that will edify and strengthen those who listen. So thank you to those of you who have recently reached out, shared your feelings about particular episode. And also thank you to those who have left a review and a rating. I read them all and your words give me the motivation to carry on. To have the opportunity to hear people's raw and unfiltered vulnerable stories of struggle and triumph has really been a singular gift for me. The opportunity to, again, hear on a regular basis the witness testimony of some incredibly faith-filled people has bolstered my own faith and has added layers of strength to my testimony of the gospel of Jesus Christ and his restored church. I can say emphatically that God lives and that he sent his son to live and die for us so that he could draw all men and women to him and bring them back safely home. Christ's grace is sufficient to redeem, to heal, and to exalt each of us if we will trust him enough to follow him. I can also attest to the divine origins of the Book of Mormon. I loved that interview with Stephen Harper. It was so inspiring. I believe that the Book of Mormon was translated by the gift and power of God, by a poor farmer who was called by God and given authority to restore Christ's church to the earth. And that pattern the Lord has used since the beginning of time, where he would call a prophet, give him authority to teach the saving doctrines of Christ, and provide the necessary ordinances and covenants for exaltation continues today with our living prophet, President Nelson. The gospel is true, 
and this church is Christ's church. The experiences I've had, the feelings I've felt, the witnesses I've received are far too many for me to deny that reality. So I hope this podcast and hearing, again, the witness testimony of many others has given you more strength and reassurance in your own faith journey and a knowledge of God's love for you and his willingness to come to you where you are at, no matter where you are at on your faith journey. All that said, I found myself a little tired, and here's the confession. (laughs) I felt kind of burnt on both edges. Just this last week, I recorded four episodes, uh, again, just all in a week, and three of them later in the evening. So I'd finish, you know, after 10 o'clock and find myself exhausted, but wired. So I'd lay awake (laughs) at night, you know, processing the interview. The time and energy that this requires is hard to quantify. And I have wrestled with the idea of taking a break from posting new episodes because I don't want to lose momentum. But the more I thought about it, and I was talking to my husband about it, the more I realized that sometimes in order to have the energy to keep moving forward, to keep rowing, you have to stop and rest on occasion. So be assured, I'm not quitting. (laughs) I'm not ready for that yet. I have three incredible interviews I've already done that are on the docket and so many other topics I'd like to cover before I wrap up Still Rowing. But I will be taking a two-month break from posting new episodes in order to give my body and my brain and my spirit some time to rest and rejuvenate. I think often in the church and in life, we struggle finding a balance in our responsibilities. As human beings, we tend toward the extremes where You know, we're either a little fanatical or we we become just lazy and apathetic. In order to keep rowing and to do this work God has invited us to participate in, we have to learn to, yes, put our shoulder to the wheel, do our work, and then pause to rest so we are ready for the next trek. To be sure, being a member of this church, being an active Christian was never meant to be easy. It can be exhausting regardless sometimes. And Christ has asked us to take up our cross and carry it and follow him. But again, in order to endure to the end, we know we must do things in wisdom and in order, as King Benjamin has counseled in the Book of Mormon. And similarly, the Lord told Joseph in the Doctrine and Covenants, uh, Doctrine and Covenants 10.4, to not run faster or labor more than you have strength and means provided but be diligent unto the end. So I appreciate that. The Lord gets it. Sometimes we have to stop, take a breather, but he reminds us to be diligent nonetheless. So balance, friends, wisdom and order. The Lord himself during his mortal ministry would on occasion go and find some solace on his own where he could rest and commune with his father. So to you, I might say, if you need a little breather, don't hesitate to simplify where you can in your life. You know, there are, there are basic foundational things that we should always be doing. Prayer and scripture study, attending church, serving those that we feel inspired to on a daily and weekly basis. But God can work best with sharpened tools. So sometimes we have to pause to do that sharpening, right? All that said, I've been thinking a lot about time and how I and others choose to spend this precious gift of time that we've been given. There's so many things that we may choose to spend our time on. 
Very often, it's not a question of what's good or bad, but what is good, better, and best, right? You remember that awesome talk by Elder Oaks? One of my favorite talks on the subject of time comes from Elder Eyring, given way back in 1986 at a BYU devotional titled Child of Promise, Our Time. And in this talk, he shares two really interesting stories that have stuck with me. I will put a link in the show notes to this talk. Again, worth your time to read it in its entirety. It is is long, but it's amazing. So the first story that really stood out to me was actually a memory that he shares from his childhood, and I'll go ahead and just read it from the talk. So he says, I must have been in my early teens. It was morning because I can remember the light coming through the small basement window. And I was in a hurry, another sign of mourning. I don't know whether I had been praying, but I felt not heard a voice. It was an impression which I knew then was from God. It was this thought, and close to these words, Someday, when you know who you really are, you will be sorry you didn't use your time better. He goes on to say, I thought then that that impression was odd, since I thought I was using my time pretty well, and I thought I knew who I was. Now, years later, I'm beginning to know who I am and who you are and why we will be so sorry if we did not invest our time well. I found that story really hit me hard. I've asked myself many times since reading that if I'm spending my time in the way that God would have me spend my time and asking, am I investing it in things that will have eternal value? There's so much to distract in this world. We have to be incredibly intentional with our time in order to not be constantly pulled into the trivial and unimportant activities that really could just fill up our schedule, right? The other story that made an impact was one that he related from President Wilfred Woodruff. Apparently, this was a a general conference talk he gave in 1896. And again, I'll just read it for ease. Joseph Smith continued visiting myself and others up to a certain time, which, by the way, as some background, I I understand that so after Joseph Smith was martyred, that he was visiting the leaders of the church in spirit from time to time. That's what he's alluding to here. But So Joseph Smith continued visiting myself and others up to a certain time, and then it stopped. The last time I saw him was in heaven. In the night vision, I saw him at the door of the temple in heaven. He came to me and spoke to me. He said he could not stop to talk with me because he was in a hurry. The next man I met was Father Smith. He could not talk with me because he was in a hurry. I met half a dozen brethren who had held high positions on earth, and none of them could stop to talk with me because they were in a hurry. I was much astonished. By and by, I saw the prophet again, and I got the privilege of asking him a question. Now, said I, I want to know why you are in a hurry. I have been in a hurry all my life, but I expected my hurry would be over when I got into the kingdom of heaven, if I ever did. Joseph said, I will tell you, Brother Woodruff, every dispensation that has had the priesthood on the earth and has gone into the celestial kingdom has had a certain amount of work to do to prepare to go to the earth with the Savior when he goes to reign on the earth. Now, this is what I want you to pay attention to. Each dispensation has had ample time to do this work. We have not. We are the last dispensation, and so much work has to be done, and we need to be in a hurry in order to accomplish it. 
So President Woodruff goes on saying, of course, that was a satisfactory, but it was a new doctrine to me. When I read that story, I thought of something that my young son once said, which is, I don't want to go to heaven because all you can do there is work. (laughs) Perhaps he's more right than I uh, realized. But I do recognize that there is a great work to be done here. And reading that gave me a sense of urgency. We don't have a lot of time. Christ is coming, not today, probably not tomorrow or next month, but the time is drawing nearer and there is still a lot of work to be done to share the gospel with all the earth and to build Zion. When I consider all the things I can be doing, I'm feeling, again, more urgency in thrusting in my sickle, starting in my home, and diligently teaching and preparing my children for the difficult and glorious days ahead. There are some things shared in my patriarchal blessing that indicate that things will not get easier for the faithful in the church as Christ's second coming approaches. Persecution will rage against us, but we've also been promised by ancient and modern prophets that God's mightiest miracles have yet to be performed. And President Nelson told us to take our vitamin pills (laughs) because it's going to be exciting. And I believe it will be. But in order for us to feel the peace that I believe we can feel even in chaos and tumult and to be given that additional strength that the Lord offers, we need to be safely in the boat, keeping our covenants. So to you, I say, are you in the boat and are you there to stay? Can you keep your oars in the water? There is nothing more important that you or I can be doing than building the kingdom. And President Nelson has emphasized that. The Lord also understands, however, that sometimes we need to pause. We need to rest our muscles and prepare ourselves for the journey ahead. So to wrap up, I'll be resting a bit. But in the meantime, I'd invite you to catch up on any episodes you haven't yet listened to. They're all worth your time. And as a little teaser of what's coming, I'll be releasing some really powerful episodes in May, one with a gal named Jeanette who tells her heartbreaking story of being abused as a child, later being incarcerated, and uh, some of the persecution she dealt with uh, coming out of prison. And yet through all of these things, these hard things, she chose God. Another incredible episode that I'm excited to share with you, Mike and Crystal Davies, They share their story of how they've navigated the suicide of their 14-year-old son and some incredible experiences that have brought them comfort and hope in a devastating tragedy. Also, in the interim, before I start reposting, if you'd like to send me a little love, (laughs) a little encouragement, I would be thrilled to hear from you. You can send me a message via my contact page on stillrowing.com. Tell me what you've liked so far, perhaps a topic you'd like to hear about. And better yet, leave a rating and review on iTunes. It really does help people who are looking for spiritual and religious content find Still Rowing if you leave a rating and review. And also, I would love for you to share an episode with a friend or a family member or on social media. I'll still be posting on Instagram and on Facebook, and I'd love to interact with you there as well. You can find me at Church of Jesus Christ underscore SR underscore podcast on Instagram and the same name on Facebook without the underscores. So thank you again for being with me today. And thank you so much for your encouragement and your support of Still Rowing. We'll be back in May. 
Thanks for listening to this episode of the Still Rowing Podcast. If you would like a little daily motivation to keep rowing, you can find me on Instagram at churchofjesuschrist underscore sr underscore podcast and on Facebook at churchofjesuschristsrpodcast. Also, if you've been enjoying this podcast, if you would go to iTunes and leave us a rating and review, that would help us spread the word about still rowing. Thanks again for listening.